2: Is a pain in the butt. You hit your ball in the
0: trees, and then you live out the butt. But if you've got a little time and come and spend it with us, just now you're listening to the rough cuts.
2: Hello, 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 and welcome down to the Rough Cup Golf Podcast, your weekly in-depth dive into this wonderful game and the world in which it inhabits. Now, today we have a very special. Yes, we are joined by not only Jacob, a regular host of the Rough Good Golf Podcast, but by Mr. David Barwise, the brand manager here at Finch Golf Media, and just an all-around good chap, and Aww. he's agreed to slide onto the end of the table <laughs> and bestow his <laughs> wisdom on the golfing world.
0: Yeah, try and plug the gap of enthusiasm left by Kieran and Mick.
2: Yes, which I'm sure you will do. Oh, yeah. Because you are the most... Enthusiastic man <laughs> yep. that I know called David at this table. So wait, <laughs> like, I think we're going to absolutely smash it. We've got loads of stuff to talk about this week. Um, a lot of stuff going on in the world of golf. A few things coming up in the future and potentially uh, my death. So yeah, there's that coming up which is fun. (laughs) Um, So
0: so stay tuned. Stay
2: stay tuned for how that's going to happen. Might happen. Should probably be a little bit more positive about this. But we will start with a different, I don't know, different place than usual. Normally we cover the big men's professional golf events, the ones we're most familiar with. But this week, (laughs) this week we had the Seniors Open at Royal Porth which is a beautiful course on the Welsh coast, which I've not actually been down to yet. We've I've spoken to them about getting down, um, but <laughs> the scene is open, took place there, and the weather was interesting. Did mm. you boys actually watch any of it? Uh, not
1: tons. I,
2: I can't lie to you. Um, it was...
1: I saw all the snippets of things I think I needed to see. It was a very, very interesting...
2: Uh, what, what did you need to see? The
1: weather. Okay. Okay. How how incredibly difficult those conditions were. Them chopping it out of rough. Those poor boys. Those 60-year-old men with their terrible
2: backs. Having to hack it out of that. They're, they're athletes nowadays. Jeremy. That's true, yeah. They're, they're a lot more healthier than they used to be. <laughs> David, did you delve into the seniors open? I
0: saw the, um, the highlights package off the back of it. And it was very much a case of, like, if you can get the ball back in play, then it's worthy of being in the highlights package. So... Mm. Mm. Yeah, it was like a war of attrition in the end, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, There's very few, in fact, to be honest, I I can't actually remember a single professional golf event that I've seen in the last, well, years I've been alive, where the entire leaderboard on the last day was
0: Mm. over par. It's maybe Brooks's win at Chinnicock? I'm trying to think. Was the, um, like, 2007 masters like the one that zach won because it was a washout
1: yeah that was close as well was i think i think yeah. that
0: might have been the last major that i can remember watching that finished with such terrible so, scoring this
1: is like what the u.s open wants to be in the men's game isn't it but yeah it just,
2: yeah kind kind of but it, it was it, it wasn't so much so the course down one of the reasons i really like watching it for a start this is a golf course which is pretty famous within the uk like a lot of people know about it but Mm. it it, it hardly hardly ever has hosted like a professional televised event i'm sure it has done in the past but not one that i've seen before so to actually kind of see the course and to see what it was like was cool i don't know if it was maybe the best advertisement for people to go play there no um (laughs) because not they're hoping for for yeah yeah because like the, the us open like for example really wants to be tough because the course is really tough the way they set it up mm. um like there's only you can't trick up a links course obviously but like a lot of links courses certainly for opens are pretty much as nature intends them to be you know they don't they don't do too anything too crazy about them uh, to them but the weather that came in especially on that sunday i mean it was it wasn't great all week but the weather that came in on sunday was grim
1: yeah it made for quite the final day which I mean, I, I say, I, I unfortunately I didn't watch as much as I'd like to, but the the guys who you were kind of assuming to be at the top, obviously Harrington was in a playoff. Eventually, oh. in the end, um, the, the younger guys coming to the top, I guess. I don't know uh, <laughs> the young <laughs> the young books of the season. Exactly, yeah. Um, no, it was uh, it was a very interesting interesting watch to see what was going on, and as you say, for Royal Paul, called a, a course that. I don't know much about, I don't think many people know much about, especially as a Royal, you know, you'd think it would be one that people would be particularly interested in. I know my dad's played it as well. He's a, uh, he came back after playing it on a lovely sunny day, which is obviously very different to what it was uh, on Sunday. And he said that it was not only enjoyable, but actually could be
2: quite scorable, which it wasn't on the, on the Sunday. No, no, it wasn't. I mean, to put it in perspective, friend of the channel and just absolutely legendary golfer, Colin Montgomery shot an 88. Mm. On the last round. Even his silky swing could yeah, so get him round. Yeah, his wind silked swing wasn't even able to cope with what was blowing in he off the coast. Elongating his hitting he zone. Was, it, it, was not, rough. it was not a day <laughs> to elongate any hitting zones, sir. Alice Shaker went on to win in a playoff over Patrick Harrington, who mm. is I don't know I want I d I I wanna I wanna put this in the I wanna put this in the right way. It seems to me like it could be a little bit unfair him playing on this right, tour. Okay. right okay okay <laughs> yeah. so, guys. does that make sense yeah, yeah 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 like i was watching him at the open on the range and he was pounding it like we're talking 180 plus ball speed what, what's the um what's the entrance for the senior tour how was the age um it's just over 50 now i think
1: Over fifty, i think so yeah yeah Because right. yeah. like what's the bus pass is that 55
2: um free. Well, <laughs> no. bus best, best well you know <laughs> controversial subject here in the UK it's going up all the time. <laughs> Don't okay, get we'll idea. get into that. Don't get any anymore.
0: But true, I mean you look at like the top ten though, we've still got Bernard Langer hanging around as well. In fact, that's the one thing I'd say about that, like everyone on that leaderboard, it's a leaderboard full of thinkers, people who have great temperament and people who are gonna hang around. Um I think like Checker, he seems to be like the epitome of that. Mm. So I'm not sure if that's necessarily what they were looking to test this week. <laughs> like who can make the the fewest stupid decisions? <laughs> but but almost play major championship golf in the way that sort of maybe this is a bit of a stretch, but like Brooks Kepka would in that he never really goes for any um anything particularly difficult. He mm. just, like, makes lots of smart decisions and, like, see who they can outlast. Yeah, I mean, the
1: I suppose in, in case of what Pete was saying with Harrington and how hard he still hits it, how quick he still hits it, the the way that these senior events are set up, he could certainly dominate the courses that, mm. they're, that they're sort of providing. Um Look at me like that. For. <laughs> no, no, no. You're right. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, dis- um, distance wins. Like, yeah, exactly. Distance I mean, always wins. That, that's that's not that's something we've been spouting about all, all year. It's no different on the yeah.
2: senior, on the ladies, on the on the PGA, on the Corn Ferry. On yeah, the, yeah. Oh, I mean, obviously Brian Harmon, like last week, came on slapped that notion in the face. But yeah, generally across the course of the season, the players who witted the furthest. Are the ones that are the most. Successful. I, suppose, I suppose around an open
1: venue when it's nice weather, the the distance stuff kind of goes out of the picture. I remember he hit like a two eighty drive and got seventy eight yards of roll or something and took it into a three fifty. Which for Brian Harmon, he must have been like, be looking at his watch like, what the hell is going on here?
2: <laughs> Welcome to range ring back to the tee. Like it can't be that far. <laughs> yeah, we had it was in, So we had Alex shaker Harrington, obviously VJ Singh, yeah, Philip Archer, who um, was. He, he plays on the, yeah, the Tour, did not he? Yeah, when I was doing the, the PJ North region tour and yeah. kind of playing on that, he was literally the bane <laughs> of my life. Um, <laughs> I'd never met him
1: and I remember when I went to go film all the, the events that you that you would be playing in and
2: we'd get back and I'd, I know him because I'd see his name at the top of the leaderboard every time. Honestly, it was so annoying because he'd go around and like, you'd choose like two, three on the, you'd be like, you know what? It would stand the chance, <laughs> but Unfortunately, Phil Barge was playing in this event. Yeah, so he's going to win it because he was he um he was one of the guys when I shot my uh when I shot sixty three at the Leeds Cup um on the last day, and I, I oh, knew you, you sat and waited all day. And I knew I knew I wasn't going to win. I knew it. I just knew I wasn't going to win. But the more people came in, I was still up there. I was still up there. I was still up there. But like Phil Arch was in the last group, and I I'm like what is the point of me <laughs> hanging around? 'Cause I know I just know <laughs> he's that he's coming, gonna shoot a couple on the bar, beat me by three, and yeah, he did. Obvi- obviously he did. Um Philip Price, remember him? Wow. No. <laughs> what <laughs> you don't remember Philip Price? No. Uh, so let me let me let me set the scene. Okay. Okay. You got Ryder Cup at the Belfry. Okay. Right. You got Phil Mickelson All right. in his absolute Pomp mm. going into the last day is tight. Drawn against Phil Mickelson, legendary <laughs> left-handed golfer from the USA, one of the greatest players of all time, was drawn Phil Price. <laughs> the plucky <laughs> Phil, Phil. The plucky Welshman, mm. probably about world, I don't know, 80th but at that point. And uh Phil Price dominated did he Phil Mickelson what did he do just wiped him off the course like 8 and 7 no that was Monty against was it Scott Hoke I think in the first group like it was one of those where it was. I think everyone now knows that if you front load the singles with strong players we'll talk about Ryder Cup today um, it's a better advantage because you get the momentum Mm -hmm. going and they sent Monty out um, in the first match against Scott Hoke and he literally beat him about 8 and 7 love it and he just got the ball rolling. And mm-hmm. Phil Price B, yeah, Phil Mickelson. And apparently that's all he that's all he was saying when he had a few beers at that night. That's all he was saying. He just kept going around to what people. Phil Mickelson. Yeah, he kept going around <laughs> to people and like going into groups, like swinging his arms around people. Just say, tell him more beat, tell him more beat. <laughs> <laughs> apparently I wasn't there. I was like, hey. So yeah, at the crowd at um, Portcourt, considering what the weather was like, it was really, really well attended. Like, some hardy folks down there. So it is like, once, a,
1: once an event gets down to that part of the world, they want to they see what's going on, I guess.
2: But it's great as well, because you, you can see so many great players who are still playing, like, really good golf. True, yeah. Like, to go around... Yeah, some legends, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. To go around that course in, like, the as getting the playoff uh, with Chaker and Harrington was five over, in that course, in those conditions, is unreal. Mm. Like, it was absolutely horrendous it really, really was if you don't watch any of the highlights please please do oh um, man was, was Bernard a, Langer in there yeah oh yeah David doesn't like Bernard Langer either well, do you uh,
0: don't like Bernard Langer I hate him look Ooh. I have a lot of time for the man <laughs> <laughs> I have a limited amount of time for his putter and Ooh. his putting stroke
1: um, yeah that's that's not something that's gone unnoticed before is it it's something that people uh, aren't massive fans about
0: yeah well for me, it's a case of look, if the rules allow him to put the way that he's putting, which is like not anchoring, but anchoring adjacent. Yeah, sure. Let's say. Yeah. Then he's absolutely fine to do it, but they've got to change that rule. It's mm. just completely unfair. Um, they need to surely, like, if you, like, because there's a, there's a limit on like club length, on, on driver length, right? Mm-hmm. Surely they should extend that to like putters as well.
2: Yeah. I mean, did you use the word extend? <laughs> <laughs> non-ironically though, that, is also that so true. was very good i appreciate that um i mean i mean that the rules officials have, have looked at him david and said he's not anchoring i mean i did walk in on you once watching highlights and i think you said he's cheating the game <laughs> <laughs> and the integrity of our sport is i think the exact word you is,
0: is that right well yeah. i'm
2: pretty sure my ninety
0: son you might not remember it but yeah, you, he might definitely, <laughs> you definitely <laughs> said it you, you might not remember it yeah <laughs> i might not remember it if it's exactly real but so why like that? But I mean, like, even if you look at like different different rules, and someone will get a drop that realistically doesn't feel like it's within the spirit of the game, people tend to call that out, and sure. I think that's exactly the same thing that's happening here.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, you. I, I, I think you're right. I think he. Um, he's he's been doing it for a while now, hasn't he? So he's obviously been going on for a little bit, but the. the- I mean, maybe he just ha- keeps it in the bag for when he takes a drop and he wants a little bit of extra room to just get him <laughs> like, yeah, two
2: club links. <laughs> is it? Is it a case? Uh, we, we keep going on the seniors tour. Uh, yeah, seniors tour. he got Legends Tour. And you got It's not seniors tour anymore, but we'll encompass everybody into the seniors golf category okay. for, this, for this question. Were you 50-year-olds? Yeah. <laughs> is it a case that, because he's been doing it for a while and everybody knows like, an old-timer. He just does stuff their own way. And you're kind of like, ah, oh, you know, it's it's just Bob. It's what he does. It's just what he does. <laughs> and you just leave him to it. Has Langer kind of reached that stage where he's kind of gone past the point where people can go up to him and say, um, Bernard, I think we can clearly see the back of your thumb is jamming into your sternum. Please stop. Or has he just got to the point where it's like, ah, it's Bernard. He's all right. Maybe, That's maybe a bit. I, I don't
0: want to be the rules official that goes up to him and, and says, "That's it." I, I've noticed something.
2: Okay, so it, here's the here's the scenario now, David. Okay, you are now an official rules official. Oh my! Mm. And your first assignment is you're sent to a senior's tour event, <laughs> and you have a wander over, you know, politely strolling around the fairways, and the first group you get to is Bernard Langer and he's over three footer. And he's, you know, that the line on his shirt is suspiciously creased around his chest. <laughs> okay. What do you do?
0: If I see him breaking the rules, then I I march right up to the next rules official and say, could you uh, have a word with
1: him? <laughs> get, get some more authoritative figure over here. <laughs> yeah. Can some I have my, can have my lead, uh, lead official over here, please? I need some backup to tackle Bernard Langer. <laughs>
0: Because uh, if it was a case of like there's like um, if you had like a local rule or a rule for like that league like if you're over the age of like if you're playing in the, the senior open or another senior major you're allowed to anchor that's fine but
2: <laughs> he, he's just breaking the rule. I just want to put this out there as well I, I actually don't mind anchoring I was no, it, say it doesn't bother me as, at a, all. as a man who has gone through
1: quite a few putter changes and also different variations you've had a. Arm lock putter. About everything. You've had it all. Would you Would you contemplate a little bit of that? Or
2: I, I have tried a, well, broom handle putter. So yeah. just to put this in context, if you're not quite sure what we're talking about, you, you very many different versions of putters of different lengths. Generally, you'll have a standard length putter. You can have an arm lock putter, which the shaft leans against your lead forearm. If you're mm. he's resting against the trail forearm. Bryson-esque. No apparent reason. But it's up the lead arm you press it into that and it kind of holds everything steady and then broom handles which you hold with your left hand if you're a right hander, you put your right hand halfway down the shaft and you rock it like a pendulum. I suppose Adam Scott is the kind of sort of more known Um, on PGA Tour. And what the anchoring ban stopped, it stopped things like belly putters which had a, a shaft which you just like basically stuck in your midriff and that anchored the club to your body and broom handles were banned so you can't put it against your chest or you can't stick it on your chin that's also anchoring so what Langer does is he kind of holds his left forearm really tight against his chest kind of pops the club just away from his body a little bit and then just rocks it back and forth with the right hand so he's kind of anchoring his arm to his body but not the club well right. you know unless you're David so, and you, yeah. you just think he's anchoring <laughs> um, but for me, honestly, I don't, I don't, because there's no, there's no difference for me between like arm lock putters, where you're you're pressing the club against your forearm, you know that that is anchoring. There's there's no doubt about that. But it doesn't it don't bother me. I, I don't really see how it's an issue. Golf's hard enough. If people are struggling with a putting, fine, use a broom handle, anchor it, do whatever you want.
1: Okay,
2: okay. belly putter. Golf. Oh, fair luck.
0: enough. I mean, I I reckon if like if anchoring was still like in that way was still allowed, I would have less of an issue with it even though I still don't feel that it's in the spirit of the game. It's just um, there were some people who were anchoring and then had to switch back to a more conventional uh, style of putting because they didn't want to get into any trouble and they didn't want to um, kind of fly in the face of the rules. Mm. And there are some people who are trying to get as close as they can to anchoring. Without I feel like I've said the word anchoring it. a lot, by the <laughs> way. Um, but yeah, I Without don't know. actually doing it. I, I just think if if they were to go back and change this rule again, they should change the equipment and not the kind of method of it. Yeah, I think you're
2: right as far as like, if, if, they, if they really wanted to change it, it should be like it should be, you can have a maximum length of putter of this and then you can do whatever you want with it. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Then, you, then you could get some funky strokes, I think, out of that. Some people will be like leaning 90 degrees over with it on their chest or something. Or... <laughs> Just imagine. Yeah. But yeah,
2: honestly, don't, don't bother me. Bring it back.
1: Love anchoring. Do you know?
2: what I'd love like it. to see
1: you get rid of that, and then I—I mean, I didn't watch enough of it to know, but I'd love to see on the senior tour. You know those tees where they all like stick on the same bit of rope. That's what I want to see.
2: Wow, you're going—you're going, you're going full on. Yeah, kind of member. I want, there. I want, right, okay. I want them
1: to like all lean completely into like your 70, 80 year eighty-year-old members who have got those little rubber rubber tees that stick on a bit of rope, so they can't lose it. That's what oh, I want. The ones,
2: best like the best one I've seen is like someone with a pink plastic tee. So mm. pink plastic tee, string tied around it. Yeah. And then like a little weight. Yeah. So they don't lose pink plastic. I tee. love it. That's what I want on the senior tour. Is, is that what you want to be when you grow older? You want to be that yes. guy?
1: Well, you've spoken on the majority of times about oh, you can't wait until you can get into your little senior golfer era. I love it. Where you can just for noodle some little 200 yard fairway
2: finders down there. Honestly, I can't wait. Can't yeah. wait bag full of hybrids <laughs> only, only like seven clubs though it's yeah fine. yeah. shoulder bag dog relatively flat links course to walk around six pints of beer after yeah go and you, out and do that every day sleep <laughs> repeat <laughs> yeah always like be that guy who always wins uh, like the club championship yeah and like people look over like that guy I'm like yeah that's right
1: because his handicap hasn't Me. changed in 30 yeah. years because he doesn't put a card in
2: i got a shoulder bag and i got a whip it <laughs> <laughs> and i'm just every day at the course a little monty knee slide elongating that hitting <laughs> zone thanks for coming. you've got like a high chair at the
1: bar that when you get you just sit at that and you whip it just sits down by your knees and my like, chair yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: i've got a chair at the bar where if other people sit so, in it by the bar I'm there's a Yeah, yeah yeah hey whoa whoa Pete's going to be in like 20 minutes you don't, you don't mm. want to catch you sitting there we, we
1: had that at uh, our cricket club where whoever was uh, first team captain had a chair so if you sat in the chair it was a fine because you were if you weren't first team captain so you can just have that have a little tip jar by your chair that people have to put money in which will then pay for your pints how does that sound
2: I love that yeah
1: are we already there <laughs> I'm just going um,
2: oh, just to just find something here there's Some a stirred back in your memory isn't yeah it? yeah there's a pub in uh lancaster and there's an actor who used to go in there i want to i want to say it was peter O'Toole, but i don't think it is um it's like a famous actor who always used to go in this pub in lancaster and you go into the toilet and you stand at a urinal one of the urinals has like a leather headrest because <laughs> <What, laughs> this guy this activist used to go in there get, get get smashed get bevied up and always go to the toilet Relieve himself by just resting his head against the wall, so they put like a little pillow there so he could just rest his head. <laughs> they went for a week. Oh God, where was it? I can't. Oh God, it'll, it'll come back to me. Yeah, I'm sure. If uh, if
1: any of you guys watching or, or watching on YouTube have got any stories of old old group members <laughs> at your golf club, we'd love to know because I, I find that stuff so intriguing. Some people must have some some characters around golf clubs. I'm sure. There's no one. There's no one you know up in the north, is there, David? No Cumbrian. Folklore of golfers
0: of what really really old people play. I don't know <laughs> if no. there
1: was a members at your club or something.
0: No, but like as you guys know, not that I mention it on a daily basis, but I used to do like a lot of caddying up at St Andrews. Mm. Did you? Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, that's the th- first th- I've heard of it You know,
1: to the listeners now, that will be the first time they've heard it. So that's very true.
0: That's true. And after seeing my caddying performance for Pete during Open qualifying, they'll be wondering where the <laughs> hell those skills were.
1: Hey, you were rusty. That's yeah. what I mean. <laughs>
0: That's what we'll go for. We'll go rusty. But yeah, there were some. I'm I'm glad that I was able to help out with different golfers navigating the course. I just wish I could have done more for some of the swings that I.
1: Yeah, I'm sure came across.
0: There were some where I don't know how to describe it, but this <laughs> elderly gentleman managed to make a full turn, but the club head at no point kind of went above his hips. <laughs> <laughs> if that makes sense, yeah, 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 yeah. Sounds like my
1: dad. Yeah, I just... was going to say bless your, bless your dad. He's playing some very good golf at the minute, but mm,
2: shanking at the moment. Oh, really? Yeah, got got a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh, I got the call. What am I doing wrong? Yeah, yeah literally. I gotta say, you have to send me a video. I was like, I don't know. Is it, if any, if anyone ever has the shanks, it's it's not nice. You Should never try and diagnose over the phone. This is a kind of an in-person doctor appointment that you need. So
1: obviously talking about short swings Patrick Harrington <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ryder Cup is it is it a cuz there's there's obviously I'm not saying this out of nowhere like there's obviously talk about it there's you know I think even heading into the open there were people saying well oh, maybe if he puts in a good performance I think people thought he would put in a good performance is it maybe just too much of a it's a nice story, and it's just kind of like a feel-good thing that people want to happen. But actually, is it the right thing to do? That's kind of how I feel it might be. I don't think I would necessarily pick him. Um, do you guys think that he could
2: make it? Do you think he should make it? I think he needed a he needed a good showing in the Open. Open is I he, think to be in the frame.
1: Even say say if he finished top ten. Has his season as a whole, and has the way he's playing at the minute. Do you, do you genuinely think that he should be in the conversation?
2: I think he should be in the conversation. Okay. The 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 problem the problem we have, and this has been sparked really. I think th- this particular point's been around for a while, but I think it's been sparked more because of live players not getting awarded world ranking points for their events. Mm. As soon as you go onto a senior tour, legend, or whatever you want to call it, you don't get world ranking points. Mm. Now, the level of competition now in this kind of area is really strong. Like, yeah. it's really strong. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying you should be awarded the same kind of ranking points as a PJ Tour event, which is obviously a better, deeper field. But there is a case to say that you should get something yeah, yeah. for competing against very good golfers around good courses. Mm. So, you know, if there was some way uh, that players playing the Senior Tour events could get points... I think that would maybe allow for a little bit more of that conversation. Mm. Cuz if Harrington went out and did a langer and just won everything, did a langer. Did a langer, just went out and won absolutely everything this like he could play in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's obviously playing incredible golf. Obviously deserves to be in contention and is a golfer who absolutely still loves the game, still grinds, still practices, still hits it as far as like some of the players who will be on the team. Yeah. But I don't think he can realistically be put forward because his rankings don't stack up against anybody else because he's not getting any points. Yeah,
1: no, yeah, that's true. Um, I, the only thing I would also say is that, is that is this the Ryder Cup for him to come back for? Is this the course that he could do well round? I, d- I don't necessarily think that would be the case. I don't know. I've got PTSD from this course. Yeah, you, so, you've got. Yeah. We're well, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully soon there will be a video coming out where you'll we'll, be able to I <laughs> relive think, Pete's memories I, of this course.
2: I, I think we're going to get the video out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, let's do um, it. Yeah, it was wow. It, it Brian Harmon's going to have a good time there. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Mm.
1: So moving moving on potentially then to what we think should be the team. If we just set it up initially, why? Well, you mm. set it up because I wasn't there, but. What what are we getting from Marco Simeone? What is this type of course looking for? Who, who are the type
2: of players that are going to do well around it? Jeez. Um, so for the last, I'd say, kind of couple of Ryder Cups, the different organizing committees have gone along with a plan. They've said, okay, the US committee mm. gone, right, our team is generally full of golfers who smash the ball a long way, So we're going to make our courses fairway and then a tiny bit of semi. (laughs) Yeah. So if we go offline, we can get it back into play and we can try and dominate on distance. Starting at Le Golf National, especially, the European Committee have said, okay, so they want to smash it everywhere. What we're going to do is really tighten our courses up, make the rough thick so it requires more accuracy. Mm -hmm. So fine, okay. What they've done this year is taken that idea for marco simone basically put it on steroids <laughs> fed it a few met amphetamines and then let it loose right okay that is what you've got right you have fairway death it, that's it that's it
1: okay that's all you gain so i'm a little bit i'm taking from that that you're gonna have to be
2: pretty accurate off the tee yes yeah. The, the Rough Court Golf Podcast would have a field day. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're on natural environment.
0: Oh yeah, around that's, that golf course. Um, a speciality. Are you saying then that this is a natural um, senior open fit? <laughs> yeah. So the the one thing is it's not short. Like the tees we played it off, it was like
2: seven two, seven three. Right. It's not a short course. Like they can lengthen it if they really want to. For me, it was it was just too hard when you hit it offline. Mm. So if you are a golfer that does spray a little bit it's not going to be great it's not going to be fun
1: yeah so that that kind of I mean you know Patrick Harrington doesn't win as much as he has on the senior tour and do as well as he has in PGA tour events this year without driving the ball well Mm. Um, but has been known or has done this season sprayed it a little bit which is just kind of to my point of is it the time for him to come back Maybe that maybe if Luke Donald thinks that's the case, then he'll go for it. I'll tell you what, Luke Donald would do around, well around it in his pump. He would, he'd absolutely love it.
2: Right? Yeah, I think he may have set it up for his dream course. <laughs> maybe pick himself. Oh my god, could you imagine? Yeah, just comes out with one who's picked. Has, um, has anyone done that? Uh, it's Tiger, did. Tiger did president President's Cup, yeah, yeah, that's
0: but true. like he announced himself in the third person, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "My final pick is Tiger Woods. He's been very good this year."
1: <laughs> give a full description of his render. Yeah, it was a bit. He's horrible. a lucky
2: upcomer, but I think he'll do all right. I mean, we've got um, actually got like the, the list up here. I think we'll give. Shall we give our teams like because we're going into the FedEx Cup playoffs now? PJ Tour, um, DP World Tour. A lot of the best players from that they're going to be going over playing. Um, yeah the uh, um, PJ tour as well dp world tour is still going along qualification is still available yeah um but a lot of the higher ranking players will try and get in the um the playoff events to obviously get into the fedex Cup playoffs get the money all the rest of it so yeah it to be a bit of a weird time as far as like qualification goes so i
1: suppose like as of now on if we date it this is tuesday the first of august there is Six places that are automatic in the Ryder Cup this year.
2: As if we're in August already, by the
1: way. I know, yeah. What the hell has happened to this year? Where is the year going?
0: (laughs) Terrifying. It's it's never
1: never stopped anyway. So we've got six players currently in the automatic places. So European points-wise, it's Rory McIlroy, John Rahm and Robert McIntyre, who made his way in with his second place finish in Scotland at the Scottish Open. Bless Yannick Paul, who's been sat there all year and now is... uh, clutching on actually i think he's not he's not um done well the last couple of weeks and then in the world points we've got victor hovland Tyrrell hatton and now tommy fleetwood who is in the automatics which obviously as a as a big tommy guy like i've been following him and watching him how he's getting on with terms of rider cup rankings and you think of his year only after the open is he got into the automatics like mm. that that's now him finally in
2: like he was he wasn't there before yeah it's a. Uh... It's interesting, really, because, I mean, for the, as far as like qualification goes for the European team, um, you get three from the world points list, which obviously encompasses PJ Tour. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you get three uh, from the European points list, which encompasses the DP World Tour, but also majors. Yeah. So if you have a good finish in the major, you obviously rank out really, really highly there. Um, This is the first year of our six. Uh, player selection as
1: well, isn't it? Because this it, was something is, the Americans yeah. were doing, which I remember going into last uh, Ryder Cup. You had some guys like Lee Westwood who started the year so well, which got him in automatically. And then once we got round to Ryder Cup, his form was
2: in the mud, so he just didn't he didn't play very well. Yeah, yeah. The the idea I think is that Lou can make decisions based on form. Massively, yeah. Um, I think
1: that's, that's you know, the people we might talk about now and name in our teams, well, I'm sure for all of us, potentially change if someone decides to win through the last four weeks going into it. To, I
2: don't know. I don't know if I'm a massive fan of it, really. No? like I, I know, like, captain's picks are a, are a good thing at the end of, like, the whole process, but I'd actually like to see a lot more players qualify automatically. I think it just... It gives more of an incentive. Like, your top six qualifiers for each team, are they really going to... And I think most people will know who they're going to be. Yeah. So then it really just does come down to like a personal opinion.
1: Yeah. I, I, I mean, I... I From from the outset and just looking at it as what it is, I quite like it given the fact that, as you say, you can pick on form. Like you, mm. you can get the guys in that are playing their best golf then and there, not people that play really well at the start of the year, get their points up and then eventually fall into the team. You know, the... The the thing with the again using Westwood as an example was that he he only sort of crept in at the bottom. You know, it wasn't the case of he was in the top three and, and got through on the world points. Like he, I think he was about seventh or eighth in the qualifying. Uh-huh. But because it was nine players that got through and he got through automatically, then he was there and not playing great golf against guys that the Americans could pick, doing the six captains' picks and make a team of guys that were playing
2: really really good golf. Yeah, I think it's, I I would say that like 12 months ago, also known as a year, if you'd (laughs) have said like, who is going to win the Ryder Cup in Rome, who's going to be the favorites? The course is a leveler in some respects, but I don't think many people would have said the European team. I think most people would have been plumping for the, the US team. Now, at this moment in time, I think Europe might be going in as favorites. I, I agree. Yeah. Like it, our, our automatic qualifiers this moment, like I said, of the European points, we've got Rory, we've got Rahm, we've got McIntyre, who is coming into form. Yeah. I think everyone really expected a very big year off Rob. Yeah. For him to really kick mm. on. Didn't quite work out at the start of the year, but he's coming into a little bit of form. Obviously had a great finish at the Scottish. Um, you've got John Rahm and McRoy who were top of the world points as well, but obviously they're qualified through European. So you've got Victor Hovland, Tyrrell Hatton, Tommy Fleetwood. As a six already, he's very strong. He's strong, yeah. Very I think strong. Tyrrell's one of those players this year who has been finishing so consistently in top 15s. Mm. Like his golf has been really, really good. He's just not quite got over the line in those big events to win one yet. He's um, kind of
1: like, <laughs> whenever I've watched him, he's either shot eight under or two over. Mm. Like he just has one of the, I don't think he's shot a two under round. He just has big, big days, both in good and bad fashion. All we need. That's all we need for yeah. Ryder Cup. We just need big days. Well, it's just as long as he turns up on the right day. Good course for Tyrone Yeah. Yeah, Marcus. Yeah, very
2: good. <laughs> uh, great course for Tommy Fleetwood. Great course. <laughs> um, so let's say okay. So David, let's start with you, mate. So if we say that right now, the people who have qualified are qualified. Okay. Right. Okay. So we've got Rory, Rahm. McIntyre, Hovland, Hatton, Fleetwood. So those six are locked in. Okay. So who would your six be? You are now Luke Donald and the radical committee have come to you and said, actually, we've changed our mind. First of August, <laughs> picky team. Right.
0: Okay. It's It's a bit weird as well, because like that, like talking about those, those picks as well. I think if I had free reign, if I had 12 picks, one of the guys in automatic qualifying wouldn't qualify for me. Like, I really think I, I love Bobby, Bobby McIntyre, but he feels like such a strange course fit for me.
2: But you, bear in mind, he has won at this course before
0: so like this like (laughs) under very different circumstances like you've seen it they've grown that rough up to like what you said was waist height
2: it was literally chest high at one point yeah (laughs) literally chest
0: high so just looking at like how he performed in the scottish open he obviously played very very well but that kind of i don't know if erraticness is a word but the inconsistency of the tee does kind of but anyways, is he, qualified automatically. Yeah, I yeah. Think.
2: So you, you, leave Rob, you leave Bobby alone. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Off. I'm, wow. Hey,
0: I'm just giving him like a pep talk. I'm giving him some some tough love. <laughs> he <laughs> he, love. Does, he yeah. does
1: listen to the podcast, to be fair. All
0: oh, right. There we go. There we go. Um, Shane's not qualified automatically, has he? Nope. So he's, I mean, after the way he, he played last time around, he's got to be automatically on there as well. Okay.
2: Because um, when I write this down, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get all different teams. So you're picking Shane. Picking okay.
0: Shane. Picking... Uh, adrian moronk
2: Yep. okay Yep. very consistent obviously went around this course as well the italian open
0: yeah i'm going to uh, keep it very easy for myself and um, people have been talking about the the hoy brothers as the future of this team mm-hmm. and they've yet to play so m- more in a transitional year i think i'd bring them both along wow okay
2: both the hoy both of them okay
0: Rasmus has had the the better season overall, I think, but Nikolai's yeah trending at the moment. So Rasmus won a,
1: a Himmelin didn't he, recently? And then I think he is. I think he's further up in the rankings in the European points than Nicholas is. Is that
0: right? Okay. I think
1: so.
2: Yeah, um, I think
0: that okay,
1: Rasmus
2: is seventeenth. I think that Rasmus is higher up than Nikolai in both points. Um, in both points, so European points, he is. Where is he? Who's this? Rasmus. Oh, He's eighth. eighth. Yeah, and He's in eighth. Nikol- and then, Nikolai's actually quite a, quite a bit down. Quite I think. a bit down. Yeah. So, okay.
1: so yeah, okay. I mean, I, I, I wasn't expecting both. Uh, that's I was going to say a controversial choice. Though. I've been. It's one <laughs> as a twin myself. It's uh, it's kind of one of those where people naturally just put you together as like a mm-hmm. package. Are you a high god twin? No. Are you a secret high god no. twin? Right. <laughs> so I with my inner twinness coming through would be like oh yeah let's get both of them together cuz it's nice cuz I'd hate to be the one that misses out but actually i don't know if i could even really separate the two they seem very similar nikolai hits it further rasmus has been playing the better golf as of as of late but i i, I agree david i think i think in a point if you decide that this year is an opportunity to be like look all the old guard are gone mm-hmm. let's bring in this new this new generation of um european golfers to continue on who you're picking i suppose and as well in your decision of bringing in the new guard have you considered aberg is that someone you thought about
0: um no he is not even on my list well so there you go there we go so I'm, <laughs> he's I,
2: very new though. i
0: have yes i am scrambling uh, to think of something to say but no i'm i'm hoping that you've <laughs> like he's he's a couple of good finishes this, this is so. a,
1: again it's it's another it's like a spicy take I suppose not really but a little bit of he's the new guy on the block he's exciting he's European he's done well on a PGA Tour mm-hmm. event a few times so people are considering it I know Luke Donald played with him a couple of weeks ago in a PGA Tour event right okay and he made some comments about I think he said something along the lines of he's only ever been in like immensely impressed or taken aback by someone in person as much as Aberg was Rory McIlroy like that he's kind wow. of given that kind of stamp of approval. So obviously people are jumping onto that thinking, well, if he thinks that much of him, Mm. then he's definitely in consideration. Um just to put it in perspective, he's seventy-fifth on the world points list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he's he's not uh he's not near on anything. Like he's that's probably a guy why you didn't necessarily pick him up, David, is that he's you know, you look down the list, he's not someone you you see. Um but he's just obviously the way that he's been he's been playing recently has put him into the picture and he's a new everyone likes new shiny things, don't they? Like it's, mm. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think
2: he's very much, he's had, he's had a good couple of finishes. He's obviously a good player. Yeah. Um, but there are, uh, there's way too many people ahead of him on the list for me. As well. Okay. Okay. So, so back in your box, David, carry on. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I guess that like the main thing, they how all day, yeah, they, they always, um, they always say that it, it's about your top four, five, six players. And that's where most of your points come from. Mm. So, that's why I'm happy to get a bit more experimental yeah, sure. further down. Yeah, yeah. Having said that, I've just realised that like we haven't said Fitzpatrick yet. I no, don't think. No. So I mean, if we're talking about someone whose mentality is there, someone who rises to the big occasion, um, I'm gonna go with a very, very safe pick.
1: <laughs> hey, I mean, i I'd correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think he's won a ride a point yet. Is that right? I don't think so.
0: Oh, well, terrible, get him out of so,
1: there. I mean, I'm not. I'm, he's well, He's going to. He's, he's go. He is going. I, I don't think that's in dispute. I, but yeah,
2: I, I'd say he's a very different player than yeah. the last time he played Ryder Cup. Like he, his, yeah. his game is is obviously still an amazing putter, but he's added probably like thirty yards. Yeah, to yeah. Play, he's so. he's a he's a major winner since the yeah, last time exactly, he played. Yeah. So, a player.
0: You'll allow it. I'll allow it. Okay. That's fi- that's fine. I had, um, like the more I think about this, the more people that like, I realized that I've forgotten. Yeah. Like for mm-hmm. example, Justin Rose won't be making my team. Uh, he's, um, he's on my list. Uh, you yeah. ditched team Rose. Where You're out of team I, Rose. I know. But like, hey, he's got, he's gonna got to start like, transitioning to like, become like a captain soon. So. Well,
2: you've only got
1: one more. So yeah. Um, choose wisely, I suppose.
0: Yeah. So I'll go for Alexander Bjork. Um, He's had... Wow,
2: wow. I did not expect B- dog to be no. switching in there.
0: He's had um, a low-key, very good season. He's playing well at the moment. Yeah, he's been hot recently. Yeah, he's he hits it, like, gun barrel straight. <laughs> <laughs> I love Wait, it. How, wow. how far down have you had to scroll to find him? There he is. Uh, oh, he's
2: you... 20th on the European points list.
0: Okay, so he's, he's there or thereabouts. But he, I, I think I'm right in saying that he got somewhere in the top 10 during the Ital- last Italian Open as well. Okay. So I think, yes, it, he's a bit of a, an outside pick, but I think he would be like a really, really useful, um, like someone to play maybe two or three sessions, something yeah. like that. Like someone that you can fall back and rely on at a course like this.
1: Yeah. And like, as you say, these these guys are, you know, your Shane's, your your is are probably going to play a little bit more this time round. But the guys you're picking, you're not asking them to play every session. Mm. You know, it's guys you need in a singles and then maybe maybe in a four ball in an afternoon. Mm. So, you know, it's it's looking at guys like that, I suppose, who fit into that mould of guy that you don't need to necessarily hang your hat on to win a lot of points. Mm.
2: Okay. Right, Uh, so that's
1: that's Dan's strong. So you so your six picks were Lowry, Moronk, both Hoyguards, Rasmus and Nikolai. Max Fitzpatrick, and Bjork.
0: That's me. Is there any overlap uh, with yours, Jacob? Yes.
1: Um, so I've I've got Fitz, Moronk, Lowry. Okay. They're in. Solid. My one that I think is uh, he's straight away in for me now is Stracker. Okay. I think Stracker's straight away. The way he's hitting it and how gun barrel straight he was hitting it at the um, open yeah. And he gets on, when he get he can get on a
2: burner. He gets hot, yeah. Gets Bear
1: really play. hot. Now, I only do have four names written down at the minute and a lot of other names written that I can't
2: really pick from. Oh my um, God, you've literally got a squad there. Yeah, yeah, I've got. You've got, got a yeah. Premier League 30-man squad. Yeah, you my, can only take six. <laughs> I've got my 23-man start roster. Start chopping. Um,
1: so some of the guys that I've got down that I'm not taking, I'm not taking Power. I'm not taking, I'm not taking Harrington. I'm oh. not taking Molinari. I only put him down because it's an Italian Ryder Cup, uh, yeah. you know. Uh, I'm not taking Dietrich. So I've got guys like the Hoyguards, Guards, like Aberg, like Yannick Paul, who I'm kind of like, does he deserve to get there? Um, and then Perez, Norren, and Justin Rose. And I think I, think I will take Rose. Okay. Like because him. just looking down that team, there's not that much experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think a guy like that in there will be important to have. So I will go with Rose. And then this is where I'm, Falling into David's philosophy of just bringing someone along, to bring it, <laughs> just no, just bringing
0: a, a, r-
2: a random along for fun, yeah. Okay. No,
1: just bringing in some youth to kind of to, to to instill in that team and someone who you think might be on a rider cup side. And I've only got one left, so I can't bring both Hoyguards So I'm going to have to upset the mum and dad. Mum and dad are going to be disappointed and have to look after one for the week. Um, so saying that, I'm going to take Aberg. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Taking Aberg, wow. Big shout out to uh, Mr. Hoygaard, senior, by the way, who yeah. we met at the uh, at the Open. Watches his videos, very cool. How does he? Yeah, yeah. I've no, oh, not nice. told you this. No, no. He came over to me on the on the range pilot. Big guy, short mans like, oh, my God, hello.
1: Saying that, if I was going to pick one, it would be Rasmus. Nah, no, no, you left him off to play, mate. You, you've, you've literally Look, just said you're not taking I thought, him. I say, I, if, <laughs> if not both can go, no go, none
2: go. <laughs> I don't want to upset anyone. I'll go deep on the <laughs> Upset tips. both. Um, I would say, I think you've both made um, some interesting picks. Both completely wrong, in my opinion. Fair enough. Right. But I would, I think, I've actually got those six. I think I'd go definitely Sepp Straka. Okay, I would go. Matt, Matt Fitzpatrick hasn't been playing amazing golf, no. Um, but he's currently sixth on the kind of world points list. I think he probably deserves to go. Like he's a he's a world class quality. Player. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Who could definitely turn it around? So go Strata, go striker, go Fitzpatrick. I think Shane Lowry, the way he played, mm-hmm. he has to be there as well. Yep. Yannick Paul. Yannick Paul. Get him on the plane. Okay, like we're talking about one of the most consistent European golfers yeah, all yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. Now, yes, you can make arguments about DP World Tour maybe not being the strongest PJ Tour, but he's been playing really good golf. Yeah, no, I I, I like the pick. Mm. Are
0: you are you the only one of the three of us that has picked him? Yeah, yeah even he, he, though he's he's probably spent more time in those spots than yeah than like anyone. Like yeah. The yeah.
2: fact that yeah. you two have not picked him, I would say, is <laughs> a personal insult to Alan Paul. If if you ever watch this. We apologize. Um, I would go Adrian Moronk as well. Mm. Again, very consistent player, and he's also won at this course. Now, if my math's correct, that leaves me with one more player. Do you? Yes, it is. Do you pick Moronk if he's not won here? Um, I think so because, like his performances in European Tour events, if he hasn't won there, he's probably finished top five. Yeah. Okay. That's. He's, he's just always up there. He, yeah, he's been very strong on the DP World Tour. Yeah, very yeah. strong. I'm going to do one of those like. P- those those real kind of golf media things as well. Just imagine what it'll do for golf in Poland. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is so true.
2: Oh, every time somebody wins in a country that's not renowned for producing golf, yeah. just imagine what it'll do. Yeah. Just imagine what it'll do for the golf in Poland. Um, so that gives me one more player. Should I pick someone completely right? I mean, it? I just assumed you were going to pick Norren. To be
1: honest,
0: I-, I thought you were going to pick Checker.
1: Um, so <laughs> yeah, he's hot, he's hot. He's hot. So, so just sorry, just to interrupt you, yeah. just uh, Rosner as well. Yeah, he's I, been very good this year. Great finish in the Open. Know what? With someone we haven't talked spoken
2: about. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of like along the along the lines of let's get more European kind of DP World players in there. Okay, just just so it gives a little bit more incentive, I think, for some players to play play yeah. those events for a start. Yeah, so. I I brushed over Victor Perez. He's yeah, cause, seventh. because you hate Victor Perez, it's absolutely no, fine. It's, it's, um I hate him For for me, it is basically between Victor Perez and Rasmus. Okay. I would say let's go Rasmus. Okay. Let's go Rasmus. Yeah. I let's, let's get let's get the the young board mm. in there.
0: Yeah, I like that. To be fair, I've I've never like we've gone to quite a few places and seen quite a quite a few pros play now I've never seen other pros react in such a way as like the guys who are watching Rasmus play Mm. like the noise that it made when like it left the club face.
1: Not, not that it's a question that's asked very much, but when people say to me like, who is the most impressive or, you know, incredible golfer that you've, you've watched and played with, even at the time when we filmed with Rasmus he was very very much up and coming mm. but i've never heard anyone strike the ball as well as he as he had
2: yeah it was uh, so we played a was it 3 4 whole vlog but it was basically me no it
1: was um oh no you did do that but we also did another video with him it was oh, the 20, 20, ball 20 ball challenge, challenge which yeah, is yeah. the one
2: that cuz he just kept continuing hitting shots and Oh, I was the, like, wow yeah the one that, the one that the one that kind of stands out for me is the little match we filmed it was me hatton um Jordan, Jordan Smith, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh and Rasmus. It was Rasmus. It was just us four. Yeah, four. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there was someone else. No, you? there was Guido oh, no, no. Quid- was Quido there. Was but he, there, he but... B left earlier than yeah. the yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so it was us four that went out, and there was the second hole we played, it was like a par four up the hill, it was like two fifty, I think. Um we all hit Fairway Wood we'll strike up around the green. Then Rasmus hit this three iron. Like a draw whipped it up the hill. The sound that it made was unreal and It doesn't happen very often, but me, Jordan, Tyrrell, all looked at each other Mm. and were like, "Oh, yeah, wow, whoa!" Like that—that's
0: very good. And I'm—I'm pretty sure Tyrrell started laughing at one point. Yeah, just yeah, like that ludicrous. I
1: I can't. I'm sure he was like 18 as well at the time. Yeah,
2: young. So it, it it was very very impressive. So yeah, just because of that one shot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we should right. also say Nikolai was not there.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it no, he wasn't there. No. It it often happens with the the Heugard twins as well. I, I don't know the exact kind of timeline on it, but if Rasmus wins, one comes and in... Nikolai usually wins pretty close after. Yeah. Right. Or at yeah. least at
1: least does very well the next
2: week. Yeah. And he he was up in the, in contention at the open Nikolai.
1: Yes, yeah, um, he was, yeah. He just
2: kind of got blown well, he, away a little He, bit. he
1: got through in, in the Scottish, didn't he? Because he wasn't through automatically. Mm. And Rasmus was and got through for the Himalayas. So it mm. was like his brothers got through, so I need to now do it as well, which yeah, is actually yeah. like, plays to your point of like, oh, well, he's won one, now I need That's to go it. and win another one. So maybe you're right, picking both of them, because then mm. if one wins, then
0: well, the next. Yeah. One <laughs> if you line them up in the singles. Yeah. And he sees that his brother's gone one. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, I'll yeah. go one.
2: i well. one well, yeah. um, So those are our victorious European teams. Um, yeah, they're gonna win whatever happens. Yeah. But comment which one you think is better. Let's have a look at what's happening to Team USA. So already qualified is Scotty Scheffler and I-, Wind- I know it doesn't say there, but Wyndham is in Wyndham Clark. Yeah. is in. So Scotty Scheffler fully in there. World number one, just... But... <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I just... It still baffles me what is going on with Scotty Shaffler. He's world number one. He physically can't finish, usually outside the top five. Um, But he can't put. Now, going into a Ryder Cup, putting, call me crazy, I believe is quite important. Yeah. Mm. Um And if you were... Watching Scotty stand over a three-foot putt, he just wouldn't give him anything at the moment. We were saying this. Like, whoever plays him in the singles or anything on like on the first tee, he was like, Scotty, don't ask. Don't ask. <laughs> finish everything, You're please. not getting anything. Yeah, you're getting nothing. Um, and l- listen, he, he's he's an incredible golfer, and he will sort this out. And when he does, he'll win eight times a year. Yeah, But for now, he's automatically qualified, and he's not putting well. Doesn't, don't write him off, obviously, but
0: you know, probably helps at that course to be fair, <laughs>
2: maybe. <Yeah. laughs> so Scotty Sheffield is automatically in, Wyndham Clark is automatically in. I wouldn't say it's all, aut- I wouldn't say it's a Wyndham Clark kind of golf course, um, mm-hmm. but he actually really surprised me at uh Royal Liverpool as well, Strike striking the ball wise. Yeah, and... he hits it incredible, yeah, and I, and I absolutely love his swing. So those two are automatically in, and then you've got Brian Harmon. Um, obviously he's open win, but he's been playing pretty well as well Brooks Kepka. controversial okay <laughs> um, is that the only live guy yeah yeah because yeah. obviously they can't get any points otherwise yeah so unless, st- you, unless you get a captain's perks
0: I think the fact that Kieran's not here is quite interesting because that's the first time I listen to this podcast a lot the first time that you've said Brooks Kep- <laughs> <laughs> thanks as, as your brand manager, thank you. First time you've said Brooks Kepka's name. That's not been followed by a yeah. He's playing well. Yeah, so. yeah,
2: <laughs> uh, To be honest, I did pause there because I was expecting like for of, someone yeah. to jump in. Yeah, um, Brooks Kepka's and the show play Patrick Canley. So again, those six we're saying they're locked. Mm. Okay, they're okay. locked in. Okay. Um, so out- who, who are the, some of the guys that are on the outskirts? Um, so you got. I, I just want to say that again. Like our the European first six versus the US first six, like I think mm. we stack up really yeah. well. Though. Yeah. Anyway, um, in contention we have. This is kind of going after this. So you got Max Homer in seventh, Cameron Young, Jordan Spieth, Keegan Bradley, Colin Morikawa, Ricky Fowler. And then on the outskirts, you got Burns, Thomas, McCarthy, Armour, Salatoris, who obviously won't be there, Harris English, Tony Fee now, Chris Kirk, Fagala, and then it goes down, 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 down. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh-huh. So, it's, um, it's, it's not the list of players that the American side would have thought was going to be turning up, or at least in the
2: qualifications anyway. I, yeah, I honestly, I'm like, the, the more and more I look at this, the more confident I feel. About a European victory.
1: I, it, it seems or it feels like there's still someone missing. Like, who's, I don't know, it's sort of a. There's, yeah, where is Luke List?
2: <laughs> there, is, <laughs> there are so many players on this that you would have said two years ago are absolutely locked. Tony mm. Fee yeah. now is 19th yeah. in the rankings right now. Um, you've got Justin Thomas who's in 14th, but mm. he's not playing well at all. Zalatoris won't be there because of injury.
1: It's the, it's the live effect isn't it I guess like you've got guys like Dustin Johnson who you again you
2: gone yeah, yeah. <laughs> gone hit me with another one I don't know uh, Harold Vaughn. Oh, no. gone yeah. <laughs> Taylor Gooch gone Taylor Gooch actually would have been he, oh, yeah, he, he yeah. would have been a he would yeah. have been, he's had a, could get picked though he's I, had a really good year
0: I think DJ's had a bad season though Yeah, I'm so <laughs> not sure if like playing that like regardless of what tour I'm not sure if he would have been a, a pick yeah, you've
1: obviously got. Gooch is probably the only Gooch. one on the live tour I mean, that that would
2: probably get picked. You got you got Patrick Reed just because of historic performance, yeah. Um, yeah. But it's 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 tricky because if you're Zach Johnson, you are probably not going to be picking any live players. No, probably. That may have changed a little bit now, obviously, with all the announcements that have been coming out about the mergers or not mergers. Sorry. All the news has been coming out about the not mergers. Um, So maybe we'll have a little bit more leeway who he picks. But I I don't get the vibe that he's going to pick any live players unless they qualify automatically. Mm -hmm. And Brooks is the only person who Mm. will be doing that, you would have thought um however as they run up into the playoffs the points that get awarded for uh rider cup qualification actually increase as well right okay. so th- right, th- there okay. is a chance things can change yeah there's a chance he might drop out for yeah. automatic and then zach will be left in an awkward situation because <laughs> you, you can't really not pick brooks mm. Mm. that's so the, true the, the, the year he's had you yeah, can't yeah, yeah. not pick him in the majors. Um, for the major performances, because that's all he's there on. He's literally fourth in the Ryder Cup list through his major major performances. So that shows how good he's been in those events. Mm -hmm. If he drops out of the top six, that'll be interesting. But for now, he's locked in. So who wants to start us off? Um, I can give it a go. Hit me. Um, I think, again,
1: I I think this is maybe harder than picking the Europeans. Now, obviously, Mm. I, I have... (laughs) <laughs> affiliation to the European side given that I am European. But I think to start with, I think I would I wouldn't go too far away from those guys on the on the edge. I'd go Homer, mm-hmm. um I'd go Spieth. Mm-hmm. uh I'd go Fowler. Mm-hmm. I think outside Fowler's probably the guy who's playing the
2: best golf of those of uh, those lot. He he's trending, isn't he the best?
1: Yeah. Next the guys that I've not I think I would go Cam Young I think he's he he played well in the open. I know he fell away a little bit, but Dave was just about to lose his mind. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm very excited that his, I get to talk about him now.
1: Yeah, uh, so that's four. Mm-hmm. The, the The guys that you kind of would be looking at now that are uh, be shocks of missing out is obviously like Justin Thomas, mm-hmm. um, Tony Finau, Uh Not necessarily a shock, but t- to be worth note that Harris English played. Last time round, he's not there. Colin Morikawa. Uh, and then again, then it's like Sam Burns, people mm-hmm. like that. But he, he's had a funny year. Like he's not played great. Very up and down. yeah. Very up and down. So I'm not massively set on him. So I think what I'll probably do is just go with tried and tested anyway. And I'd go Morikawa. Mm. He's still very young, but... He can have a great week. He played. He played okay the other week, but it's not. I don't love it. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not enamoured by it. I, I, I'm not. I'm not feeling bad for Zach Johnson right now. Um, and I, th- I know it's it's probably very rogue. But I think I will go JT just for that. Wow. Just for that experience, that Spieth Thomas combination that every captain loves. Hmm. And I think he'll turn it up. The only guy that I actually was genuinely considering there was actually Denny McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's had a good year. He's had a great year and he's another guy that will find fairways. Yeah. I, I, he is tiny,
2: by the way. I, I think course-wise, and, and this is this has always been the argument about um, like recent Ryder Cup selections, is how much you should factor in the type of golfer that you're picking in relation to the course that you're playing. Yeah. Um, because it, it kind of goes again. Let's say Brian Harmon didn't win the Open... And like played okay for the rest of the year. He's a perfect fit for this course. Yeah, would he? A he would have been a fashionable pick. Yeah. Um. So
1: should have gone McCarthy. Yeah, go McCarthy. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Okay. I'm doing it. I'm getting rid of Thomas. Go <laughs> <Okay>, McCarthy. <laughs> Thomas out. McCarthy in. Still, Day. still think you'll pick Thomas
2: though. Yeah, probably. David.
0: Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm not going to be picking JT this time around. Oh, I have a lot of time for him, but bless you. I think unless if we get a situation like head of Le Golf na- uh, Nationale. can you remember? Um, I think, uh, I think they said to Sergio, like you're on the team, take some time away and fix yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, unless if the, you get that type of situation with JT. Mm. And of course, he'll have been spending all season trying to fix himself. So it's it's mm. obviously not going to be a quick fix. Um. Having said that, a lot of the names that I've got down here, I mean, like Spieth with his record, I know that, this is maybe not a Spieth course, but with kind of Ricky coming back in, I quite like the look of that partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Morikawa's kind of automatic. I know that he's kind of been a bit up and down, but he's definitely had flashes of, you know, form. Mm-hmm. And I think this is, again, a very good course fit for him. Uh, young, because he's amazing. <laughs> uh, he's fabulous.
1: Still the well angriest man. and
0: So angry. Angriest man in golf. But... Yeah, got to see um, a lot of him at the Open, but... I think if he played it in a Gary Woodland type way and just took, like, irons off the tee, Uh. like, and just kind of managed to control it, I don't know who you'd pair him with, but if he managed to control Mm. himself, he'd be, (laughs) I could could picture him being really good. Um, And uh, Homer, obviously. Um, So I get one more pick on top of that. Um, I don't like anyone. (laughs) I don't like anything. At all. And Luke List's not been playing well enough for me to (laughs) consider. So I'm going to go really rogue. I'm going to put Zach Johnson, player captain. Oh. Whoa. Yeah.
2: Wow. No. Yeah. David, you've lost your marbles, wow. What has just happened there?
0: Wow. Well, he look, if we're t- looking at course fits, and we're looking at someone for the big occasion, two-time major champion at the All-Course St. Andrews and at Augusta National, so he can cope with that kind of pressure. Uh, a Ryder Cupper himself, he's <laughs> I'm, I'm just 78th oh, we'll
2: currently in the ranking.
0: Look, that is probably about half of Tiger Woods' ranking. So, I mean, I could have gone a lot lower down and found someone else. Very true. Um, but, yeah, like, this literally comes down to I'm not... I appreciate that this person probably isn't going to play at all because I'm not happy with anyone else. But <laughs> so if it's just going to be one person to play in the singles imagine having Zach Johnson leading you out in the final day.
2: (laughs) Wow. Put himself out first as well. Yeah.
0: I like Zach Johnson versus Rory McIlroy. I'd love to see that. Love it. And and I'll I'll be completely honest. I don't really feel like he's playing significantly worse than any of these other guys that are kind of getting through more from like maybe how they were doing like a year ago.
2: Mm. And historic Ryder Cup performances. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um.
2: Okay, love it. (laughs) Love the randomness. You know, I might throw someone random in there as well. Um, Okay, so we've got, obviously, those first six. So Sheffler, Clark, Harman, Kepkert, Sheffley, Canley. I'm going to go Homer and Young. Um, I think it is a very Max Homer course. Mm -hmm. And it'd just be great to see Mm -hmm. in kind of like a Ryder Cup as well. Um, Cameron Young. (laughs) Cameron Young, I, I would have to point this out to everybody. From seeing them up close and personal he is not the angriest golfer in the world. He just doesn't give anything away. Mm. It is like looking at a moving wall. No emotion. <laughs> Nothing. He'll see something every now and again. He'll just like let this little smile creep into the corner of his mouth and then just snaps it away. Yeah, It's like he can't be seen to show any emotion at all. It's quite incredible. It's quite, it's quite something, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'd love to see him just because I want to see him whole hopefully in an an unimportant match, but haul like a 30 footer across the green to win and just see See if he celebrates. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just see if anything happens. See
1: if he cracks his veneer. This is like the highest point of emotion that he could probably purvey on a golf course. Like if he doesn't find anything interesting here, then he is genuinely, (laughs) honestly, he's got nothing. We'll see.
2: Uh, Yeah. So Homer and Young, I'm going to go, I'm going to go for Taylor Gooch. Okay. Just to throw a bit of controversy in there, but also like he genuinely, when we when we're talking about golfers for the states who are playing well, who have been playing well and having good years, he's, he is one of those players. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Like we obviously we can talk about the legitimacy of like um, live and if it's as competitive as PJ Tour, which it probably isn't. But you can only win the events that you're in. Yeah, yeah. And he has been winning Should a lot. I play of good golf, so yeah. you know he's been playing well. I would. I'll go Keegan Bradley, okay. As well, he's a former golfer. He's playing decent. He's won recently, you know. And if you're looking at someone who wouldn't shy away from a Ryder Cup challenge, mm. he's not a bad choice. Like if, and this is the thing, why the the back end of the US team now? It's kind of like, well, who are you going to take? Like, who's it going to be? Yeah. So that's four. Yeah, it is. I've got two more to take. Uh, I'm going to go Ricky Fowler. Yeah, because he's trending. Yeah. I think he deserves to be there anyway. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So a winner once again. winner once again. So I've got a choice now, realistically, between Spieth, Morikawa, Burns, Thomas, and look at these names you, know. you would mm. expect to be there.
0: And Zach Johnson. <laughs> Can I just ask, ask, before you pick that, do we know where Kevin Kisner is? Like, like has, he fallen off, has he fallen off a cliff? I,
2: I actually don't think he's playing golf anymore.
0: Because <laughs> I remember there was a lot of... A lot of shout from like the online golf community for him to be picked ahead of the golf national.
2: Yeah, he's, nah, he's well, He drops off.
1: He, he was just a animal at the WGC Match Play, wasn't he? Like, yeah, he just,
2: he
0: just, yeah, he he loves match play. Yeah.
2: Well, this is probably why I'm edging towards Burns because obviously he's won it this year.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah.
2: Um, so that's probably why i would edge towards Burns. But Spieth, Morikawa, Burns, Thomas. And Michael block like who <laughs> <laughs> who am I gonna pick well that's the question uh, um I would go oh, see I can't quite believe I'm not I'm gonna not maybe take speed it I mean, seems so weird doesn't it? it like it, he, mm.
1: it seems absurd but <laughs> such the way that this year's American team has played out it's mm.
0: if you need to hit a fairway he's probably not the person you go. But he's it. a great
2: Ryder Cup player. Mm. You know what? Now I'm going to take Speed. Okay, I'm going to take Speed. I'm not going to take Burns, even though it breaks my little heart. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, I think that's three different types of teams there. Three different sets of players that have been selected. I think the guy that none of us have picked that maybe we thought would be there is Finau. Mm-hmm. No one's even considered. He was he he was doing a right at the three M Open this last week, but. Yeah, who's who? Who knows? In in the next like couple of weeks, he might go on a burner and then just become an automatic pick, and yeah. we don't we go don't a, even consider it
0: a Billy Horschel style run. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, there's apart from that, like Kitty Armour, who's who's tenth or whatever it was in in their standings mm. or sixteenth. Sorry. Like again, played great at the start of the year. Now hasn't
2: been uh, seen anywhere. So it's you know it's guys like yeah, that you just t- don't even really consider it. What I'd say is is probably like. Out of those two selections there, the European team were looking at those players and going, right, who is playing the best out of them? Mm. And the US selection on the bottom half saying, like, who is the least worse at the moment? Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. That, That's kind of what it feels like. Maybe it's a, we're a little bit kind of European. A little bit biased. But, yeah, a little bit biased. But that is genuinely kind of how it seems at the moment. Yeah. It's like you've got a whole host of headaches for the US with who's not playing well, and then a whole host of headaches for the U- European teams, but it's who is playing well?
1: Yeah. And that's uh, a good way, I, good way of putting it, I think. I, I,
2: know, I know it sounds kind of strange, slightly strange, but yeah, that's kind of how it feels. So those are our European picks. Make sure you let us know what you think about them. Show us your teams on social media as well. Why not? Um, a few of the kind of points to round up as well. Uh, I just want to say big congratulations to Wes Bryan for uh, qualifying for the Wyndham Championship as well. Very interesting story. So he had to go through Monday qualifying to get in the Wyndham Championship. But also there was George Bryan. So we play with George, you know him, uh, really great guy, great player. Um, yes. you know, him, him and Wes, Sorry. very, very similar as far as ability-wise goes. Obviously, Wes went on to get on the PGA Tour, won mm. an event as well, got injured, kind of dropped out. They've got a golf course together now as well, which we will get over to once it's uh, all up and running at Selena. So they both got through to a six-man playoff for three spots. To get into the Wyndham Championship. Wes got through, George missed out, which yeah. is devastating. You'd, it would have been so great. For it would have been awesome, me.
1: wouldn't it? So good. Unfortunately, they didn't play together in the qualifier, which have been quite nice. But then maybe for both of them, that was better. But I think I saw them tweet out asking, like, I think Wes sent a tweet out saying, like, can you put us two together, please? Which yeah, would have yeah, been quite yeah. nice. Um, I saw a couple of, like, his Instagram stories in a George had a putt on the last to get to six under, like a longish putt. And he left it, I don't know, like a foot, two foot short. And the way he's like filming it and like rotates the camera and starts shouting down to the green, like, Oh, what are you doing? George? And I, it was like, this is a, you met, this is a major competition for these guys. You know, it's a, it's a Monday qualifier and he's like filming it on his phone. Like it's nothing, but it. that would have been, yeah, quite the, st- I mean, it's quite the story as it is anyway, but like that would have been amazing for George, who I now know yeah. is going into do his Q school stuff and, Talk about like a confidence boost to think like I, you know,
2: I could be doing this. Yeah, so he's a great, he's a great player, George. Remember when play with him at uh, St An's Old Links? Yeah, you filming that? You? Yeah, 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 yeah. Play with St An's Old Links, both kind of challenges are up. Played front nine, back nine. I beat him around the front nine. Yeah, and I think you know what, which basically means I could be playing in the winning <laughs> championship for I one. I like, you know what, I'm, 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 I'm playing all right. And then George just like. Slightly changed something in his swing for like the back nine, and he just absolutely yeah. battered me. Yeah, didn't miss a shot, I was like, "Whoa, yeah. that's like what what just happened?" It was just a yeah. very slight change in his alignment. He was just swinging it so well, so yeah. great, just really good ball striker. It's good to watch, wasn't it? Really good. So you know, hopefully he can get it together and. Yeah, get through Q school, which is always obviously always a brutal week. Yeah. Never mind if it's DP World Tour or PJ tour. Um also had the women's major at the Evion. Yeah. Sylvine Boutier. Yeah, winning
1: in on her home in her home country, which Thanks. is lovely to see. And yeah. she's now up to fourth in the world, which I think now makes her the only European in the top ten, which in a Ryder Cup themed episode, obviously Solheim Cup coming up the week before. Mm. Um we'll, I'm sure we'll touch on that as we get a bit closer to the time. Um Nice to see that there's some European, you know, competition up mm. there now. For which is a, looking at those top ten standings, it's so heavily dominated by like the Asian, I was going to say market, but not really, the Asian players in in the in the women's game. Nelly Corder now back up to number one in the world as well. Um, she had a great finish at the Evian, but it's it's just nice to see some some European players at the top and winning
0: competitions
2: yeah, yeah. as well. What about Celine Boutier, David? Do you want to uh, do you want to talk us through this no, victory?
0: I have. A lot of time for silly. Like she won by six. It's <laughs> like <laughs> just checking my notes. Um, like she won by six. I think. I think yeah. she she went three under th- three of the first five holes. Um, to win by like like such a margin that like it was comfortable for her. Mm. But the reason that like I have so much time for it is I used to run like another YouTube channel for Golfing World. I used to have a, a lot of in-depth interviews with different athletes and she talked about her struggles with mental health and she was playing for i don't really follow college sport but she was playing for for duke okay and, and um as a collegiate golfer she couldn't break 80 because her mental game was was shot she had panic attacks over the ball reliable yeah there's, there's, i think there's, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah i see that um but the fact that she had to like come back from that, I think, um, help of a, a psychiatrist or a therapist, and to come all the way back to, I think, I'm not sure what she did at the last Solheim Cup, but in her first Solheim Cup, she went like four and zero, and now now she's winning like major championships by six strokes. It just yeah, yeah. it just shows that like even if you're going through like a terrible time mentally or in terms of form, you know you can bring it back. Um so yeah, well done, Celine.
2: Absolutely, David. we not. We're not used to this level of like seriousness on the <laughs> oh, podcast. sorry. okay we're gonna have to lighten this up a little bit
0: all right she's got a l- lovely swing swings
2: it great. great swings it great swings it great well we were kind of fortunate enough to cover the moonlight classic in dubai a few years ago and it was um celine and minji lee in the playoff mm. and we, we we i don't know how we had passes but we literally walked behind them in the playoff. Yeah. Filming everything. I was like, I'm not sure what meant to be here, but we got away with it. Um and both both of them were just swinging it. So great. And yeah. it's so nice. I was like, yeah, very, very impressive. Um but we are going to be going to the Solheim Cup. Um they got to go Solheim and Ryder Cup actually this year. Yeah. I think me and you, Jacob, are going Solheim. Yes, we are, yeah. And me and you, David, are going to the Ryder Cup. Hell yeah. Where we will not see Zach Johnson play. Which is <laughs> which is a disappointment. But you never know uh, so we will report back from both of those probably do a podcast on there. Um apart from that the only thing we've really been doing this week we've not really done a lot of filming but no it's uh, a lot of preparation a
1: lot of build up yeah. um, I know we've been going on chatting on for a little bit now but I suppose we've kind of got to end today's episode with you explaining slash telling us what is happening on Saturday or starting yeah. on Saturday
2: Yeah, I'm so excited about it. To be honest, I'm I'm very much looking forward to this, but I'm worn out by the booking systems of online hotel providers (laughs) over the last two days has been the literal bane of my life. So we're doing a fair way down. It's a challenge that we've come up with. We're playing the most northerly golf course in the UK and then the most southerly. 20 days, cycling down the country, playing 10 different courses, a thousand miles and me, yeah. That's that. that you, I mean, that is
1: that is it. It's um, the title of my new album. Yeah, <laughs> it's all laid out in front of you. You know exactly what you've got to do, and you've yeah. got to cycle a very, very long way. Yeah.
2: T- to be honest, I, one of the reasons I was saying, like, worried about my impending doom um, at the start of this podcast. So, one really dark place where I wouldn't recommend you going is uh, cycling forums okay okay so <laughs> just gonna, so basically i'm planning, planning out the route and in the uk there's a challenge called john of to land's end or land to to john of it's either le jog or joggle for sure oh. um and we're doing joggle so the route <laughs> the cool. route that we're taking um kind of snakes a little bit off course so we can play the golf courses that we want to um so, what I've been doing is like going through the process of really kind of looking into the roads and all the routes to try and figure out the best way yeah and there's a couple of patches of road that I'm looking at, and I'm like, I'm not sure that's a great place to cycle oh
1: really yeah, is in like quality of the road or like
0: uh, are we talking uh, motorways what, what,
2: so <laughs> oh right <laughs> so. Basically, you're allowed to cycle on any road oh which isn't a motorway. <laughs> okay. So any road which begins with A, yeah, you can cycle on. Anything that begins with M, you can't, and obviously B roads. So on that. So I'm going through. I'm going through the route that's been planned out for ages. Obviously, it's impractical that we can like drive it or go through it like this year. We've just not had the time. So I've been mm. Google mapping everything, getting all the cycle routes. Fine. There's a couple of roads in Scotland where I'm like, is it safe to cycle on the A9, for example? Right. Which is the main kind of road going up um past Inverness to kind of Thurso and to John Gross, where we need to go. Um the answer we got back was no. no. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty resolutely no. Um and it was like okay. So it's like, okay, so is is it safe to cycle? Can well, first of all, can you cycle it? Yes, you can. Is it safe? Not really. And then it was like there is a cycle path, however, okay, next to the A nine for large proportions. Okay, that the cycle good. lane isn't great. Apparently, that it's, doesn't sound. It's good. not ideal, and there's certain patches of the A nine that you cannot get away from cycling. Right. So okay. you have to be you on. You have that to road. be on it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and then I was like, I was like, okay, fine. That's understandable. I kind of rerouted the route a couple of times to to get a few better kind of safer spots. Yeah, so I was like, right, okay, so it's unavoidable. We'll just do those parts of the road really early in the morning when there's less cars. And this is the far north of Scotland. There's mm. nobody mm. there anyway. There's nothing I think. <laughs> apart from cyclists. Fingers crossed. So I was like, okay, right, okay. So we've got the rest of the route, and then there's one other dodgy place. So like the A82. Okay, A82. I was like, can you cycle on the A82? Because this is going through Glencoe. So we want to go through there so we can get all the surrounding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first comment was like, obviously, no, <laughs> do not. You will die. Oh, <laughs> not, 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 that's not what he said, kind of, guy. <laughs> he said, do not go on the A82. And then the next comment was, yeah, the A9 was better. So I've just gone on like the A9 says, do not go. This is too dangerous. Then someone's saying, yeah, that road is actually better Better than the A82. Mm. So I was like, right, okay. But then literally scroll down, and there's a guy. I don't know what you call them. It's like those bikes that fold up. Oh yeah, yeah, Yeah. I know what you mean. And they were saying, oh, you know, there there are a lot of cars on there, but me and my friend did it last year, and it was fine. And they did it on those. Right. So so it's kind of might be some drama queens out there. Yeah, potentially. This is what I mean. Like the the. The cycling forums are seemingly full of very negative people, and as I'm about to embark on this journey, I don't need that negativity in my life. No, I need people to say, "There's a few cars, but you know what? Mm. You'll be fine."
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I can, I can kind of understand not as a cyclist, but I can relate to what they might be thinking for, as a driver and knowing how people drive around cyclists. Oh, um, mm, it might be quite, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I'm aware. Um, so,
2: so our our legs... Maybe and- <laughs> their negativity comes from somewhere. Oh, yeah, it comes from a good place. <laughs> our So our journey in Scotland, just to warn you, Jacob, because you're with us for that first stint, uh, um, I mean, we're going to be having a lot of early mornings. I will not be there. You will? We've only got one <laughs> van. <laughs> so it's either that or you stay in John Gross. Uh, it's the worst place you could be at stranded. Stranded. Oh, I think when it gets to winter, you might be thinking <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's going to be my how, life. How early are we talking? Uh, we're talking we're riding at like six. Okay. As soon as the sun comes up. Sounds good. I, I've got some bright lights on that bike. I, they will see me. I'll be, it'll be bright at that point. I, I will be a miniature sun, moving down <laughs> yeah. that road with what I've got. <laughs> you'll be driving like, where's Pete? <laughs> <It's just> <laughs> like, <laughs> sure, he comes around the corner. <laughs> I'm going to be that bright. You'll be like, where's the sun? <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, wow, that is incredible. It's like a comet moving down that road. <laughs>
0: is it the plan for you guys to be driving behind Pete the whole way? Yeah, um, he's going to hang on. In,
2: in, in so, Yeah, i yeah, have got, got a big rope to, <laughs> to hook onto the handlebars. Um... No, for a lot of points, like the guys are going to be driving, getting some shots from the van, but also like driving ahead. So as I go past, they've got shots. So yeah, obviously, got the drone to to get some more. Dramatic it's gonna stuff. be it's gonna be fun. I'm
1: really looking forward yeah. to it. It's like so different to anything that mm. we've done, anything that I've done. Like in terms of like videoing and editing, like it's a very different style and different way yeah, of doing yeah. things. So like, I'm really looking forward to it. I think I speak for Mick and and Kieran as well, who are coming along. Like they're really excited for it, excited and apprehensive for you i'm not gonna lie oh, i'm, I'm um, breaking myself I, yeah, yeah um, i
2: absolutely pooping i'm that. i'm
1: thinking once once i see you day one once that day is complete and i think i'll start to feel a little bit more a little yeah. bit more comfortable
2: to, to be honest I like the, the only problem is with scotland as well is there's so few roads like where you want to be yeah like, so you just have to go i go through the highlands because everything's so mountainous like there's only so many roads that you can go along, yeah. and that's everybody. So from cyclists to trucks to vans, cars, everything, they all need to go along these roads. So we need to time it right. We need to be careful, but I'm sure we'll be fine. As, yeah. soon as, as soon as we get south of the border, there's A and B roads everywhere. Do whatever we want. Cycle anywhere. Do what we want? The only the only advantage we got really up in Scotland as well, and this is you know through the cycling networks, the deep, deep dark cycling networks. Uh, this time of year, there should be a lot of people also doing John grows to land's end. Right, right so you yeah. get some buddies to. So hopefully, I can like attach myself onto the back of a peloton, a peloton and... <laughs> get dragged along, <alive. laughs> and, and, and they're going slow enough that I can follow. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, because the the nightmare is, and this is this is the problem that I've that I've been listening to, and uh, reading about, should I say, is there's certain points on the road where you've got inclines that are quite steep. Mm. If you hit one of those inclines on an A road. And you're trying to get up there. You know, maximum you're going to be moving is what, like six to ten miles an hour. Yeah. And then you've got a lorry behind you that's mm. like wanting to get past. Yeah. It can get a bit twitchy. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand so that. This is this is why I want to kind of get out of there early. So if I do see someone coming, I can just pull over and just let them pass. Fair enough.
1: <sighs> okay. Well, uh, look, it's gonna it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. If you if you want to follow along, socials is going to be the best place to do it. There's going to be a yeah. lot of YouTube content as well. Um we're gonna be churning the videos out. So it's gonna be it's I, gonna be a good time. We're I'm gonna we're gonna enjoy it. I'm assuming no podcasts. Well this I was just gonna say that. So I, I think I think wh- so. While you're
0: on the bike. Of course, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: I mean wh- well we can we'll take the podcast on the road. We'll do whatever. It might be a mix and match of who's on one week and who's on the other, but we'll get Pete involved and we'll get everyone involved and maybe just tell you how Pete's getting on and how how everything else is is, is coming along. But I think as a as a whole, the the whole thing's going to be awesome. So mm. follow along. Make sure to send Pete some support as well, because I'm sure you would look. I'd love to see all the comments flooding in for for what's going on. And if you want to come along, the dates of where we're going to be playing at some golf courses will be made available if not already.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're going to release everything um, from Wednesday. Okay, which is tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah, so tomorrow. we're going to be to be putting everything out. The route, waking meals, because we've got a. The concept that we've got as well as I'm going up there without any clubs. So what I wanna do is build a bag of clubs as we move down the country. So by the time we get to the final course down at Mullion, I've got this amazing set of clubs that I can take on a very, very good opponent and then afterwards auction it all off. All all the money being raised um, to go British Art Foundation as well. So it's gonna be a great trip. I'm a little bit nervous. I'm not gonna lie, it's obviously something new. Um training's been going okay. My legs are like tree trunks. <laughs> they're good to go. Sounds good. They're pumped. Um, right, just want to say big thank you for listening, David. Thank you for uh, seeing yes, in as thanks well Thanks for having me. Thank you, David. You've actually been a really, really good guest. <laughs> with, he says with shock. Okay, thank you. Uh, no, I'm just like contemplating. You know, it's... <sighs> There's
1: what more space around the table? No, I'm just thinking. Who's they, get, who they, are getting rid of? be ditch. <laughs>
2: Should we just flick a coin and see which one? Shall I just message. I'll message Kieran now? You're done. So yeah, David has wants you, wants you space. <laughs> he's elbowed his way in. He's claimed the corner. he's claimed the side. Part talky, the out here. Yeah, listen, hey, listen, Next you, man up. Take a few weeks off. <laughs> You're out of here. <laughs> you go. <on>. Uh, <laughs> so thank you very much, David. Jacob, obviously, thank you as oh. always. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, so we will go away, we will prepare for the adventure of a lifetime and we will speak to you probably from monday the 7th from near dornoch yeah sounds good so there's that cool right guys see you soon see you